is it? I just went live. Come in, come in, welcome. Mute yourself on the phone so I can hear you. Or mute yourself so I can hear you on the phone. Welcome, welcome. Come in, y'all. And if you want in, I hear you. I do. Come in, come in. Hey, and if you want it, I'll hang you. Come in, y'all. Come in, y'all. Just waiting for a few more peeps. Enjoy the music because we're going to talk about it again. episode of Ignoramus with Go Joy. I am your host, Joy Iman, and we are going to get into some shit today. Um, I know for the last couple weeks or the last month, I would say I've been talking a lot about my previous relationship and coming out of that and just the, you know, highs and lows of dealing with you know, losing something that you've been a part of for such a long time, and it has been a journey and will continue to be. However, I wanted to refocus ourselves on what the main part of this show is about, and it is about just the ignorances that we all hold, and that includes within relationships and things that we don't know about ourselves and yada, yada, yada. Um, But today, I wanted to talk about less about me you know, we'll still have it in there, of course, um, and I want to talk, well, it's still about me, <laughs> but I want to talk about an idea that I had that has been rooted in me for a really long time, um, the cap, the title of this episode, which is called Fat and Nasty, now you may be thinking, what the fuck is that, what does that mean, um, I have grown up in a family where that phrase was just thrown out left and right, Um, and it was just something that was honestly part of the norm so much so that I didn't notice or realize how much I also carried it with me in my life, um, in general. So today we're going to talk about that, fat phobia and dating, as well as SZA's new song that I just played some of before we started. 
Um, we'll hear some more of it again later on in the show. Uh, but yeah, we have a special guest today, my personal favorite, one of my best friends, uh, and my sister, Rio. Um, you know, they can introduce themselves if they want to, but you know, go ahead, go ahead. Are you talking? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, lovely sis. Um, hi, I'm Rio. Um, um, I am 20. Um, from Holland, New York, born and raised. Um, I go by she, they pronouns. Um, I be, I be just doing stuff. Just be around. I don't really talk to nobody besides my family, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm excited about having these discussions, you know, because I'm always thinking, I'm always, you know, trying to be a better person, just be nice to people and grow and learn as, you know, I get older. But thank you for having me, my love. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes, you're welcome. Great. Glad to have you. Um, hold on. Are you, are you muted on the app and not muted on the iPad? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Are you using the iPad to FaceTime me and on the, the room at the same time? I thought, yes, you called me. No, you can't use the same device. Okay, give me one second. Oh my God. You see, okay. this is this is literally like a sister thing. I'm up. Oh my God. Okay, go ahead. Well, I wanted her originally. Okay, can you hear me? I, yes, I can okay, hear great. you. Okay, great. Can you yes, hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, great, great, great. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I wanted to be able to see you, but it's fine. You're in the dark anyway. Um, so Rio and I talked a little bit before the show started about this idea of fat and nasty and how I kind of came up with the wanting to talk about this today. So I'm just going to go back and give y'all a little context. So or essentially the topic. So like I said, fat and nasty is something that I've heard my family say in reference, honestly, to anybody who was a fat person and didn't look like, I don't even necessarily want to say didn't look like they took care of themselves. However, the automatic like default of thinking was that this person didn't take care of themselves. So honestly, I can't gauge obviously weight for real because you can be 200 something pounds and look really slender or built or whatever. Um... But I would just say anyone that looked larger than average, my family would automatically just make these noises like, mm, like, look at them, just fat and nasty. They don't care about themselves. Like, just all these kinds of comments. And growing up a fat kid, um, it would make me just think, like, oh, okay, I just can't, I'm okay for now, I guess. Like, I can't look like that, or I shouldn't look like that, or, you know, cleanliness became what well, was just a really big thing in my family in mm -hmm. general. Um, but even more so, I just was like, okay, I have to like always smell good. I have to always have a good outfit on or what I think is a good outfit. I always have to be kept, especially being fat, because if I'm not, people will think I'm fat and nasty. They wouldn't just think, oh, she's fat. They would also think I'm gross. Um, and that was kind of reinforced in me just like so much. And then also like, I'm very, really I'm pretty sure I've had a family member also tell me before, like, you know, you're a big girl, too, so you can't be out here stinking, like, you know, oh, them big boy. girls. And I'd be like, what? Like, 
what, what kind of shit is that? Like, what are you trying to say? Um, so it's this idea that if you're a big person, you don't have any room to be human. Like, you don't have any room to look crazy one day because then you're nasty. You don't have the ability to stink one day because you just came out the gym or maybe you forgot deodorant or yada, yada, yada because you're nasty. And then with nasty, that means like you have no rightful place in society. And it's really interesting how that ball kind of starts turning, those wheels start turning in your head. Um, Because what I was telling my sister is, this is the idea of coupling. So I'm reading this book. If you have not read it, please, please, please go and get it. I'm almost done. I actually just hit the last chapter. I've had this book for a year. It's taken me a minute. Um, A lot has happened, but I am just hitting the last chapter of this book. It is a great read. I'm definitely going to read the entire book again at some point. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, But please, this book is called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. He is a psychologist, great writer, really uh, knows how to tell a story fluidly and openly, not only giving you the details, but connecting them to real life stories and events so that you can really be able to pick apart with him what's going on and understand it in your own life. Um, And so I just want to read to you really quickly what the idea of coupling theory is. It is a mouthful. So I will try to stop and explain what I'm hearing or what I'm um, interpreting this as. Um, Again, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist. You know, I aspire to be a neuroscientist, but that's not here nor there just yet. Um, So coupling theory, I'll just read to you his definition Um, And then explain why this is relevant to the fat and nasty idea, because we're going to talk about dating and fat phobia and dating, which is something that I'm currently struggling myself with. So, yeah. So coupling theory, I'll read it as he says it. Um, Rio, can you mute yourself for me real quick as you're not talking? Um, So it says the third mistake that people often make when dealing with strangers. We fail to recognize coupled behaviors, behaviors that are specifically linked to a particular context. So I'll just write there, if you didn't understand that, coupled behaviors are the idea that something specific is connected to something else very specific. So the idea that I can do or react in one way in a certain situation and do and react in a certain way in a different situation because the context has changed. Okay. Okay. So he gives an example. We fail to see how a person's personal history might affect his behavior in a particular environment. Instead, people tend to operate with an assumption of displaced behaviors behaviors that do not change from one context to the next. We are unaware of coupling theory. So essentially, again, we usually assume something goes with something else simply because we may have just seen it that one time or in that one way. So we think that anytime those two behaviors meet again, it's always for that reason of which we first saw it, which necessarily isn't necessarily true. 
So there can be so many other factors that made a person make a certain decision or react or behave in a certain way or whatever the case may be when you encounter this person and their actions. Next, he says, whereas default to truth and assumption of transparency both affect your understanding of a stranger as an individual, failure to recognize coupled behaviors affects your understanding of the context in which a stranger operates. So again, I just explained that again, our assumptions tend to deter us from actually being able to understand the context in which someone is experiencing something. Lastly, he says, once you understand coupling theory, that some behaviors are coupled to very specific contexts, you'll learn to see that a stranger's behavior is powerfully influenced by where and when your encounter takes place. Then you'll be able to recognize the full complexity and ambiguity of the people you come across. So realizing that not only just what you see in front of you, but a person's history, person's background, a person's individualized understanding, all have to do with how you receive and take them in in its full entire being. And again, that's hard for a lot of us to do because we're so used to making snap judgments and decisions and being like, oh no, that means that, or no, that means that. But really, if we had a, or allowed ourselves to take a second and be like, oh, hold on a second, let me see where that comes from. And I wanted to bring this up because I'm talking about myself today, an ignorant thought that I have had and have carried with me. Um, and I'll start from the ignorant thoughts first. So as you know, I'm single now. I'm trying to go back out into the dating world, you know, get my jiggy on, whatever you want to call it. Um, and... I've, you know, swipe, 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 you know, I'm into women, um, particularly usually studs, um, stems I'm open to now because they have a little bit of the best of both worlds. Um, femmes, I'm really hard with like being attracted to just because I, in a weird way, I just feel like they're like me. And I feel like that's like dating myself. And I don't really know if I'm ready for that. But also, I, I think I also judge myself in the sense of like when I see a really beautiful girl or a girl that I think is really beautiful, I think instead of just feeling like I'm able to just like her, I almost feel automatically like we have some kind of competition or that I am belittling myself because I think she's super pretty because usually, I don't know, she's just someone that I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And I'm like, why don't I feel comfortable, you know, like going after her or like telling her, hey, you're cute. And part of it, I think is, you know, just this idea that, you know, maybe she's prettier than me, or maybe she's that kind of girl, like, she's the femme girl, and maybe I'm not, like, femme enough, like, to be on her level of beauty, yada, yada, so many thoughts, however, that is a coupled situation, um, but nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna lie, across the board, I struggle with not comparing myself to other feminine presenting women, simply because I have, an ingrained nature of competition between feminine women and I, but a lot of times, in, and again, in certain contexts. So in the context of dating, automatic competition. In the context of friends, automatic competition. In the context of work, I never feel like I'm in competition with women, feminine, unfeminine, whatever you want to call it. I never feel that way because the idea of love and friendship for me, have been coupled also with the ideas of beauty and value. Um, and that's really interesting to me and makes it also 
difficult at times to know how to navigate the dating world because I'm constantly having to face these ideas that are untrue and at the same time make a decision on how to process and step away from them and that's really difficult and again going back to the fat and nasty um the coupling comes from I was scrolling through scrolling through and I was encountering these larger women um fat black women all beautiful women however the first thought in my head was, and again, like I said, I'm just being very honest, was how does their pussy smell? Or does her pussy stink? And I'm laughing because it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and I'm really ashamed of having even been able to think that thought. Um, it it, it kind of was like, wait, hold on. Like I had to stop myself. And I was like, why is that even a thought? Like why? Because I, I consider myself a fat black woman and I would hate if somebody thought that about me. And again, I mean, also though, I'm a human being. So sometimes my coochie don't smell great. Like, let's be real about it. Pussy don't smell great all the time. Dick don't smell great all the time. Like we shit, we pee. We've been in our drawers all day. If you wear drawers, like it makes sense. Like, um, oh, sorry, I didn't. I'm dead. Hi. Oh, also, if you don't know, people can comment. So I'm going to open up space for people to actually talk if you want to talk. But um, let me just finish what I was saying real quick. So it was bothersome to me that that was the first thought I thought, because I don't think that way about any studs. I don't think that way about any slender woman. I don't think that way um, about anyone who isn't that. Like, period doesn't even matter skin color I've never thought that about anybody who isn't fat and it was frustrating because that's not something that I hi Stanley it was frustrating to me because that's not something that I would usually think um on a regular or for everyone else so for me it was like how could I think this way about this specific person and then I had to think about I went into coupling and I was thinking about the context in which I'm thinking of. I'm, this is for me dating. When I'm on Instagram scrolling through and I see fat black women on my page, I don't ever think about that. I don't ever think about, oh, do they coochie stink? Oh, do they do this? Do they do? I don't. And I think, and because I believe in the context of Instagram, you're looking to see people that you admire or to see people that you enjoy looking at or following or people that you just, you're not. Nine times I tell me on Instagram, you're not thinking of these people as tangible people. Even if they're your friends or whatever, usually you're just like, okay, whatever, I know them. But if these are not people that you are thinking of actively pursuing or whatever the case may be, there's no need for you to think about, you know, their what they do with their body when you're not around. Um, but in the context of dating, that came to my mind, intimacy. Um, and again, that would be totally fine in my personal opinion, if I thought that way about each individual as a criteria of cleanliness or hygiene. But if I only think about the criteria of cleanliness and hygiene for one specific demographic of people, for me, that's exclusion. And that exclusion has no factual backed up data or history for me to even think such a thing versus how I'll say like white women. I have criteria for white women because again, white people have a history of just being straight up ignorant 
to the point of no return or they are ignorant to a place where they think they're activists or they're supporters and they're really lost in the sauce. Um, so for me, that makes sense in that context, in that coupling. However, like I said, there's a history there. There's a backing. There's a personal history there. I don't have that with any fat people. I don't have that personally, uh, adjacently at all. So for me, the fact that I even had that thought was really bothersome. And it took me back to where did I even get that from? Because tech, cause if, if I'm thinking that way, then I'm also thinking that way in a way about myself or leaving myself open to have people think about that me, me about, eh, think about me in that way, excuse me, because I'm manifesting this narrative. So that was something that I thought was really interesting um, and something that I wanted to talk about and anyone else to see, did you, do you yourself know where you get some of your ideas from in this context of fat and nasty or skinny and cute or whatever you want. Maybe you have a different fat and nasty. Maybe yours is something else like glasses and nerdy or glasses and stupid or whatever. Like, you know, so what is your version of fat and nasty? Do you have a connection to fat and nasty? Um, requests are open. You can request so you can ask a question or say your thoughts. Um, Rio, do you want to jump in and say something? Um, yeah. Um, um, just going off my experience um, as a fat black person. Um, well, I'm pansexual. Um, but the thing is, I've only had like two serious relationships um, because dating hasn't been something I'm really interested in because the things that I've seen, just everyone's idea of dating isn't doesn't fit in my playbook. But I also looked at myself. I judged myself before I gave myself an opportunity to get myself in a relationship. So I was always being. So I would always ask myself like, Oh, do I smell? Or it do is my body so nasty that people will never want to, you know, have sex with me. Um, but also, like, when I make friends, like, the first thing that people would point out was that, oh, shit, you're big. You're a big bitch with no ass. And, <laughs> like, literally, people would literally stop. Damn! And literally, people would literally tell me about how, oh, wow, you got the biggest titties ever, but no ass. And I'm like, wow. And imagine hearing that shit at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Like, that shit fucks and fucking stays with you forever. But what you were basically explaining about how, you know, you just only had, like, you've never thought about this way, about the, had that thinking with um, um, the other people that you are, that you've, you know, sought out. Um, I feel like for me, it's kind of the opposite. I always think about myself as if people are thinking, like, the way you thought, but about myself. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. Like when I was on dating apps and I was like 18, every time I would scroll by, I'm like, okay, cool. This person seems nice. They're cool. But will they like me? Will they think I'm nasty? And mind you, I'm a depressed hoe. Mm-hmm. Showering and getting my body to, you know, clean or whatever 
was really hard for me and still kind of is, but I'm in a place where I can be kind of consistent. It forces me to be consistent, Mm -hmm. but I would always be like, oh, am I too nasty to be around this person? And people literally tell me, people when I was in placement, people used to tell me all the time, like, and they would never be subtle about it. They'd be like, bitch, you need deodorant. Bitch, you're rough steak. How you smell nasty, you smell like onions. And I'm like, God damn. And it was like, literally to just embarrass me, of course. But at that point, I, you know, I was really young. So, of course, I internalized that. But as I got older, I started to understand that I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. But I like when you were talking about how you were scrolling through Instagram and you just saw regular fat women, you know, being themselves. You didn't think that. But when you got to a place where you would be closer to these women, essentially, you were afraid of, you know, your perception of them, essentially. Right. Um, and if they fit your idea of comfortability right. for you know, your ideal relationship. Um, and for me, it's because I've never actually thought about what my kind of ideal relationship would be because I've always seen myself as undesirable, mm. um, especially in the hygiene department, because hygiene was something that just was like really hard for me to get to nail down. And like, like after like years, I finally like, you know, I have my skincare routine, you know, I shower right. every day, but you know, a hoe smells sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I honestly appreciate you being honest because not a lot of people do that. Um, not a lot of people can admit that, you know, I said some, I thought something offensive or I said something offensive, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to being big because people always want to tiptoe around. I'm like, no, say that shit because then that gives me the opportunity to educate you. But what I wanted to touch on specifically was that us as fat people were often excluded from this equation because, you know, people already think of us as subhuman, <laughs> you know? Um, and I and I really like what you said. Um, I don't think that way about studs because, you know, in I feel like in the LGBTQ plus IA community, studs are sought after the most mm-hmm. um, because they present this, you know, kind of, you know, white, essentially white idea of what masculinity is. Right. And it kind of has our community in a chokehold because mm-hmm. what I wanted to say was, and I don't feel like you're doing this personally, but a lot of things I see on the Internet is women who really like studs don't like plus size studs because they feel mm. like um you know respectability politics <laughs> mm. like i don't want to be with you because you're big and right. if you want to be with but also because a lot of women a lot of lesbians date studs because that's the closest thing that they ever want to be with a man right. and and that's just like yo what are you doing <laughs> and they would be, you know, they would be like up in arms, like it's not, it's not homophobic. Like yeah, that is, and you're being really fatphobic, and you should think about. I'm always trying to think about how people, you know, I'm always asking people experiences because I don't know you, right. <laughs> what we we just met, and I want us to be able to come to an understanding. But also, you need to understand my boundaries as well. But I also want to stop being so angry, you know every time I get into an encounter with somebody I could possibly disagree with because right. that's how I literally went on about dating when I started like seriously dating. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved to live with dad again, 
And I was like, okay, fine. I want a man. What are we going to do? I was really like, you cannot be homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic, sexist, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And I was so (laughs) up in arms, ready to fight tooth and nail for my people. But I was not understanding that, okay, what's the context of their reasoning and why do they think this way? Right. You know, I want (laughs) to... Marco has a question. He says, um, well, excuse me, um, Marco, are your pronouns he, him? Let's just get that together first so I can know how to address you. Just let me know in the little chat right there. Also, you're welcome to. Okay, thank you. So Marco wants to know how should we think about fat people? And I'm laughing because this is what the point is. It's, it's about ignorance. So um, at least Literally. I'll answer, or Rio, if you want to answer, or if anyone in the chat wants to answer, um, you are totally 100% welcome to. Um, I, I, <laughs> my answer would simply be just like, I don't even know how to say necessarily just like any other person because basically this is that also has to do with context and how you think about people in general. Um, but I just want to say as human, like you don't need to have any predisposed ideals about anyone who is fat at all. Like you don't have to. Um, you can just yeah, yeah. you can literally just experience them as they are when you encounter them. Like. I genuinely, and I mean that genuinely, and that, and I'm not going to act like it's simple because, again, we all have our own set predispositions, like, just in general of, of what we think about people. And, again, contextually, it can change. Um, however, there are times where I will encounter someone and I will start to think a thought and I will literally stop myself in the middle of the train of thought and be like, hold on, like, is this even necessary? Like, what is the purpose of me thinking this thought? What is that going to add or take away from the situation right now? And if I don't feel like it is necessary for me to think, I will just leave it there. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a time and place or anything. I really want to address this question. Um, Marco said, should we accept? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. As, as society as a good thing and I'm like you can't tell that I'm obese just by looking at me mm-hmm. like you can't but because society has made everyone believe that fat is always equivalent to obese nobody yep. can look at me as a human being and this is the this, this just makes me laugh honestly because it's like you wouldn't know a skinny person has diabetes if you looked at them so how the fuck you gonna know if I got diabetes when you look at me like, that's literally with any, I, I'm saying, I, I know you're not talking about me, I'm, and I'm talking in general. You right. don't know. You don't know what someone's health status is. So who are you to say, oh, should we normalize? No one's normalizing anything. Right. Uh, if we're being and, honest. Wait, let's be clear. Hold on. They're not talking about you specifically, Marco. <laughs> I'm assuming you're not talking about him specifically being like. No, I'm. You're just no, saying, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, like you said, in general, when I go outside, nobody knows my fucking health status. Nobody knows what I've been diagnosed with unless I relay that information to them. So you need to go out and understand that you don't know anything about a stranger. (laughs) And there's no such thing as normalizing obesity. If anything, it's been denormalized since the 
beginning of the fucking society. Like, mm-hmm. no one likes fat people. Like, let's be real. And there's all, and I talk about fat phobia all the fucking time. And I have a lot of fat friends because this shit is important to me. I've decided that I like myself the way I am. Right. And hell the fuck yeah, um, I deserve to be treated with respect. And people always want to bring in the, oh, health isn't, like, you don't care about my health. You don't but care yeah, about and my health. Can we just really be honest? These are also the same people that will fucking chug Tito's and Casamigos on the whole entire weekend, won't drink a lick of water, stick your no, dick in no. a random bitch you ain't never met before, and then the next day be at work, cough, coughing in the back room with your mask halfway off, talking to people. Let's be real, son. Let's be real, people. You want to talk about health, and we can't even get you to take a vitamin C in the morning. So let's let, let's not get crazy on who we try to talk about is unhealthy, okay? Y'all bitches be putting hot Cheetos on fucking everything, licking your fingers, oh, and then Lord. opening the door for people. Let, let's not let's not be stupid. I'm just I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying in general that right. just, it makes me laugh what people think. And again, this goes back to coupling. In a certain context, people think they are the know-all be-all of health and wellness and in another context people will act like it's not necessary or real in another situation um because health is full around mental physical physical like it's not just what looks like excuse me what looks like health to you literally and also you have to understand that a lot of a majority of people who are fat have disabilities and medication makes you fucking fat and also i need to answer this question because wait hold on hold on, hold on. should we say he said should we tell people that being fat is fine and not a problem i think that would be bad to think like that well could you let me know so i mean do you just want to talk are you not comfortable talking just because it's kind of hard to like read and i would i would love to have you yourself again this is not a space to attack you or nothing like that um i would like to i would like to ask you um okay he wants to talk hold on Wait, fuck, where'd it go? Oh, okay, hold on. <clears throat> um, hi Marco, welcome to go, you know, ignoramus. Um, thank you for coming on and asking your question. So um when you just asked your last question, I just would like Hello. clarification on yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I can okay. whisper, that's fine. What'd you say? I can only whisper, that's fine. Okay, um, that's fine. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not okay. Anyway, so I just wanted to know, um, why did you have the question? Should we tell people that being fat is fine and not a problem? Like, why do you? What's what do you think? Um, well, I think that. Well, isn't that, isn't that the the theme of this conversation? Is what the theme of this conversation? No. No. Not. Hold on. Let him, let, what? What do you? What is what the theme of this conversation? Uh, I thought it was about fat people. It is about being. I mean, it's about not just being fat, but the I, what our ideas are around <laughs> fatness and what it means to us as individuals. Right. right. So is it was my was my question out of uh, out of uh, subject. No, your question no. is not out of subject. I'm asking you for clarification on your question. Like, oh. why is your question what it is? 
Okay, so I mean, because I think that, uh, you know, being fat is intrinsically a bad thing uh, health-wise, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that fat people should be uh, looked down upon or should be disrespected. I just think that being fat shouldn't be promoted as a good thing in general. Mm-hmm. Why exactly do you think that? Well, because being fat is unhealthy for any human. Okay, and why do you think that? Well, because of science, because of, of, of uh, you know, literature. If you look at any scientific or medical documents, you will find evidence to support that claim. Well, I can say the same thing about being skinny. <laughs> Yeah, we could say that all skinny people are anorexic. Of course. Of course, being skinny as well is is, is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But but there's never as much stigma about it unless it's on a fat person. And I understand. Hold on, hold on. Before we get there, let's talk Mm -hmm. about these words that we're using, the words good and bad. We're now placing judgment on natural physicalities and first yes. of all there are actually some people that are born with higher fat concentration than others yes. therefore yeah. that is natural and they're not necessarily unhealthy at all they just produce and have their body holds more fat than other people yep i was born eight pounds mm-hmm. i'm sorry go ahead uh, i was just going to say that some people are born with bad with bad health um conditions and that's normal, mm-hmm. but they're still bad in in the sense that health-wise, it's bad. As a human being, as a creature, it's bad. Um, is that morally bad? Uh, I don't know, but it's bad in the sense that you're more likely to die if you're fat or if you're more likely to have, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, you're more likely to die if you have bad health conditions. So that's what I mean by bad. Well, you don't. Well, I'm. I'm just gonna say this. Well, you say bad if you have bad health conditions, but <laughs> like I said, you don't know. You know what people have on the inside, and you can. And I love Sorry, talking about this because I saw an article the other day. Well, I saw a video the other day about how a lot of people can understand the idea of eating so much and not getting weight, but can't understand the idea of eating nothing and not being able to lose weight. And or eating properly and not being able to lose weight, because before we had all these processed foods and all this crap put into our foods and our systems, everyone was fat, (laughs) like everybody had some kind of body weight on them and everybody accepted that this is the way things were and nobody shamed anyone until white supremacy. So I understand what you're saying, but I also want you to understand that. You don't know. You can't tell somebody's health um, just by looking at them for the first time. But I also want you to understand that um, people are different. Everybody's body isn't the same. So I love when I see my, my people because that's my representation. But also because that lets me know that people have acknowledged, finally acknowledged my humanity. Yeah. And not just because of my looks anymore, but also because I have a good quality and so um, I'm really nice. It's okay. Um, I'm really nice and, you know, I like to do all sorts of things. 
And we've just always been conditioned to think that fat equals ugly and unhealthy, which is not the case. You can absolutely be big and be the healthiest person. I am. Of course. I'm 240 pounds and I am the healthiest person on this planet. And I also want you to understand that the reason a lot of people, a lot of the reason why a lot of um, fat people have bad health is because they get misdiagnosed when they go into the doctor's office because the doctors always write it off as, oh, you just need to lose weight and the problems never get fixed. So, you know, think about those other things. A lot of people who are big have disabilities. Some people have mobility issues. Other people have mental illnesses. And some people are just born that way. I was born eight pounds and four ounces. I was a fat baby and I've been big my entire life. And I, it's so crazy because I used to do extreme sports, gymnastics, ice skating, ballet, acting, hockey. Like I used to do a lot and I still didn't lose weight because that's how my body was set up. Hmm. So yeah. But I, I just and, want to clarify, like I, I wasn't saying like um, that mm-hmm. being fat is automatically a bad thing. You know, there's. Well, there, you there did are, though, because you said intrinsically, which means well, naturally. I mean, so. it, what I meant was being fat is in general a bad it's thing. It's the same like, thing, my friend. <laughs> well, no, because. If I say being fat in general is a bad thing, it means that in general, so in most cases, being fat is a bad thing. But you could very well. In most cases, it's one thing. In general, is is saying all. Either way, no. okay, well, you're then, saying that it's inherently bad. Okay, well, what I meant exactly was in in general, like most, uh, in most cases, being fat is a bad thing because, as as Rio said could find someone who is fat and very very healthy that's that's uh, uh okay so being so then that means not it's not in general just unhealthy. it's not so, bad <laughs> so, so so basically being fat it not is not necessarily unhealthy but it is in very the very vast majority of cases but what is the vast but majority of cases? Yeah, you can't, you don't know, you that. can't know that. You can't know you that for know sure. That. You're only going based off of what you think to know as being unhealthy and just, again, the reinforced things that we have in our daily, daily lives, whether that's our communities that we're a part of, the things we see on TV, Instagram, mm-hmm. XYZ, yeah. those reinforce those yeah. ideas that you think are true because they're yeah. natural to you in your everyday life. Right. Okay, well, okay, I understand, but let, let, let me ask you this. If mm-hmm. you take two people, okay, and, you know, hypothet- hypothetically, they're the same mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. The, only, the, only, the only factor that they have uh, that is different is their weight. And so the first one is, you know, normal, uh, you know, six foot and... Wait, what's your under- idea of normal? Let's explain that. Well... You know, there's many ways to calculate that. Uh, as as a medical uh, professional, you could use BMI. You could use uh, yeah, nah. BMI is a scam. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> let you. Yeah, I, BMI I is not. I mean, it's not the only way to calculate that. It, I'm just saying there's multiple ways to calculate. So then there's that. no there's no normal then. Okay. If there's multiple ways. Yes, yes, Finish what you're saying, Marco. Saying, Go I'm ahead. That, I'm just saying that currently, I don't think there is one only one calculation you could do and that would be perfect you know i think that a a a doctor needs to do multiple calculations 
and at the end he will come to a conclusion after his analysis and he will conclude whether your level of of, of, of weight is healthy on and or unhealthy um, but what I was saying is that in most cases being overweight is a bad thing and now you ask me how do I know that well I mean just you have to you know it's it's a fact in the in the world of medicine that if you are overweight and it's not muscle it's fat then you are more more likely to uh have heart diseases or uh any 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 kind of disease i don't have the list in front of me but you know you're more likely to be unhealthy than someone who is not overweight in general in most cases that's what i meant but that's okay i understand what you're saying but and, and and by the way, I just want to say, mm-hmm. and and saying that that what I just said is is false is just saying that the whole field of medicine is false, and and people that go to university to study that are just wasting their time. So, well, you also have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm fine. I'm done. But you also have to factor in race, gender, mm-hmm. you know, class. You know, it's not just nothing is linear you have to add nuance to everything there's no such thing as normal honestly and and and, and there's many mm -hmm. factors of of course like there's there's many as as you said someone could be someone could be born as you know more likely to be fat you know their their metabolism is very slow and, and so on there's many factors right but i'm just talking about the only factor of being overweight i'm just saying i'm only talking about that factor if you ignore everything else, the only factor of being overweight is, in most cases, a bad thing. And but you can't if, ignore if, everything if, else. If, if I know, of course, if you start to add up everything else, all the other factors, then some people, um, you know, some people are destined to be fat because of their genetics or whatever, their 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 environment, their social environment all that but i'm just talking about that only factor i'm i'm only talking about that factor of being overweight and that's it but like you said you can't separate that that's like saying i have to separate my my womanhood from my blackness i can't do that because they're a, because they're literally a key part of my identity based off my life my lived experience i can't separate the two because they've always been a part of my identity so me being fat is also a part of my identity that also factors in by it but all these biases every, i can't erase mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. well if you look okay at sorry yourself, um just yeah. to get some more control back because uh, i yeah. appreciate the conversation um marco i'm gonna let you just yeah. share your last comment and rio if you want to share your last comment on this and i'm gonna have us move forward okay cool well i understand that she what she's saying of saying that you cannot talk about one factor in one's life and only consider that and only analyze that but i think that's i disagree with that because if you look at anyone anyone is constituted of many things their weight their physical appearance their mental uh 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 state uh their social environment you can there's many factors that if you add them all up creates a human being so i don't see why you can you can uh isolate one factor and and analyze that and say okay this factor is bad or good and if you do that well that doesn't mean the whole system the whole human being is bad but that only fact that factor individually can be individually bad or good and that's it
I understand. Hold on. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm just going to take you off now out of things so I can leave, you know, other people. Thank you. But, um, Rio, go ahead if you want to comment a last thing on that so we can move forward. Go ahead. Um, just wanted to close off with, I understand what you're saying, but we've never been able to do that. We've never been able to separate, um, each part of what makes us us ever especially for, you know, people of color and women um, and people who are um, non-gender conforming. But um, I also want you to understand that this is all what society has pushed as bad. None of it was ingrained to us until white supremacy. So I want you to, you know, just do a little research, look up intersectionality because, you know, everything has nuance, nothing is without nuance. There's always layers to something and you can't only look at one factor and determine that that's bad. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Thank you. Um, also, if you guys don't know, excuse me, if y'all don't know what some of these words mean, totally fine because sometimes I don't yes, either. Um, <laughs> but I will say intersectionality, if you just want it real quick, is the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regard as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So again, like Rio said, a lot of the things overlap in life like race and class and gender um, and that it you can't just take away one without taking away the other. A lot of the times you have to intermingle all of them because they all relate. It's not just the one thing. It would be lovely if we could all individually and contextually only have to encounter certain things in one specific given place, time, moment, whatever. However, that is not how the world currently runs. It takes a lot of stopping and thinking and taking time for each context and uncoupling, yeah, our word of the day, um, to do so. However, we're not all there yet. And that is the point of this space that we hold. It's so that we can talk about the shit, so we can uncouple the fuck out of some shit, so we can get to the next stage in life, okay? Great. So... Um, another one of my sisters actually, for whatever reason, she said this is not allowing her to speak. So I'm just going to read off some of what she had texted me um, for her thoughts, um, just as is because uh, paraphrasing is not my thing. Also, I feel like she's smarter than me because she reads more than I do. So I'm just going to read exactly how she said it. Um I'm done. Um, Okay, so what she said was, regarding weight and studs, I think people disregard fat studs because as well as the non-binary, because people want a level of androgyny, and this is people who take up the identity themselves too, not just outsiders. People want a level of androgyny when they date a stud or non-binary person, and people often think that to be androgynous, you need to be thin, even though being masked Sorry, even though being a masked woman and being a non-binary person, you literally don't need to look androgynous unless you yourself want to, and androgyny literally doesn't have a weight limit. Also regarding what Rio said, I think 
to say women date mostly studs because that's the closest thing to men is a bit unfair and not because I date a mass presenting woman but as we continue to push that masculinity and femininity isn't gendered that would go for studs too and studs are already treated with a light version of a man when wait sorry oh like I like a light version of a man so diet dude um but they still get the same gendered violence femme women get, which is very fucking true because they are still in fact women. And to put that on a femme lesbian as wanting to be with a man furthers how lesbians aren't taken seriously regarding their sexuality because they date mass presenting women who people see as trying to be men. And plus mass women date each other as well. Also to the person who said, how do we do you treat fat people? in the most respectful way by minding your business and like anyone else media and white supremacy pushes fat phobia with centuries of saying our gluttony is a sin as a race and that the reason we look the way we do including weight is because of savagery and ungodliness like the bmi scale is racist quite literally the size scale we use like size six to do I mean, to whatever, is racist and uninclusive. And regardless of what these shows say, people can die from these diseases they say is only caused by obesity, in quote, at any weight, which is very true, from cardiac arrest to diabetes to high blood pressure, etc. So uh, hopefully I did that more justice because um, I was tripping over my goddamn tongue. <laughs> um, but anywho, um, I agree and I want to comment about as far as I I want to be more educated on that because I'm not going to lie, I personally do also carry some of that idea and I would love to talk about that too, maybe at a different, on a different episode, but um, about mask or about mask women and or femme women wanting to date studs. Um, I definitely think there is room in there for the idea of it being or I, I less about being a man and more about the idea of masculinity being strength. And because masculinity is so much tied to men specifically, um, I do struggle sometimes with that idea of like, but not of, of, of separating the masculinity from the gender. Um, because again, that's just how I was raised and what I know. Um, to see it as just being like its own being an entity, that's hard. For me, there, there's that intersectionality of, at least in my head, of, <clears throat> of men, masculinity, fem women, femininity. And even though any gender can hold both, the uncoupling of that is difficult for me because I think, I think just because it's easier to say, if oh if you want to date studs you want to date dudes or if you or, or not even necessarily just that as a fact because that's not what I ever say but I have this idea like oh they're they're kind of you know like manly and they're or not even manly because that's a gross word but they're they're masculine but I think I say masculine but in my head and what I'm receiving is the idea of a man but also let's be real a lot of men are not masculine so whatever your idea of masculine is um yeah. Uh, um but yeah so I, I totally get where my other sister is coming from about that she's uh she's very right I, I totally understand that and that uncoupling takes a bit of work and I'm honestly not sure where to start with that because 
it's hard for me too when I'm on the dating websites and I'm looking at studs sometimes I think like oh you look too much like you want to be a dude like so I'm uncomfortable and I'm scared because honestly men in a romantic setting scare me I'm not comfortable with them I don't trust them in a romantic setting I barely trust them in a sexual setting but I definitely know that I don't trust them in a romantic or interpersonal setting so Oh my god, it keeps cutting out. I think it's because I'm holding the holding the microphone thing thing. I'm so sorry. Hopefully you guys can hear me now. Um but um yeah, I I I don't trust men in that way. So when I encounter a a, a woman who I think is what I would just assume to be hyper masculine, obviously I'm I'm judging without knowing much, but just from their pictures, like I'm just like, ooh, that's too much for me. Like, which is why I say I'm I'm into stems or more or uh, studs that in my head look softer, like nicer, um, just because the idea of a man in my personal and interpersonal space makes me uncomfortable. Um, and so that uncoupling of masculinity with men so that I can see it in its freeness on a woman or through a woman is quite difficult for me, um, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Oh, it says my signal's weak. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Is it scratchy? No. Oh, okay, well, then I don't know. Okay, well, that was, I mean, did you want to make any comments about that, Rio? Were you good? Um, no, I'm good. I just, I just want people to understand, like, to not always, yeah, to like, yeah, to like to, you know, decolonize your mind. Um, and I'm working on this as well because I find myself, because I'm on TikTok a lot more than mm -hmm. I need to be, and I'm, getting more into pro-black conversations, um, anti-fatphobia work, um, pro-trans legislation, you know, um, and just trying to understand who I am as a person, but also understand people as well. Because the other week when you were talking about how I'm going, you know, how I was going off on a 30-second clip and just getting angry mm -hmm. about, you know, how the woman was treating her child. Mm -hmm. And oh, I... Yeah. And I didn't really think like, oh, maybe that's how she was conditioned. I have to take a step back and understand that a lot of people have been conditioned to think this way, even though I know it's wrong. Um, it's right. going to take a lot more than me, you know, jumping down people's throats um, and being so ready to be like, well, this is, you know, um, and, you know, understand, like, and I'm, you know, I do my best to listen to all perspectives, but I will not listen to a lot of perspectives because a lot of those perspectives have negative, like, really negative, like, perspectives about my human rights and other people's human rights. Like, yeah, not, those are not up for debate. But everything else, I'm absolutely open to discussing, especially when it comes to, you know, me and my relationships, not just relation, not just romantic, but platonic relationships and just people I see on a regular um, because I'm always trying to give people some sort of positivity because the world is fucked. Um, and also I'm trying to get rid of the word ugly from my mind and my vocabulary. Because I personally don't think anything is ugly. I've been conditioned to think everything, most things are ugly that don't fit into, you know, the mold of white supremacy. And 
it started with myself. I had to say, no, bitch, you are the finest thing that is walking on this earth along with everyone else. And it's taking some work because I've also realized that I have multiple identities. I'm black. I'm a woman. I'm queer. Um, and I'm fat and I'm disabled. I have to think about all of it. And I also think I have to think about all of it when it comes to people I, I meet for the first time or people I've had in my life for years. But yeah, that's all. Right. Oh shit. Oh my God. I keep clicking things and they're making noise. Um, no. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. I definitely feel that. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, I definitely think those are two topics I want to touch on and we're going to do that in a different episode, but I do want to have an episode about what is ugly and how does it manifest? And then also, can we blame everything on white supremacy? That is going to be a great conversation because I know a lot of people who are like, yes, we can. (laughs) So, um, and I want to talk about it because sometimes I know people are like, it cannot be all white people's fault. And I'm like, but, can it though? Um, so um, we definitely will talk about that um, next episode. Either next episode for sure. I'll do a poll and see if everybody if that's what everybody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna talk about ugly and the word ugly and does it have a context and does it have a place and where does it fit? Um, because yes, um, thank you, Xavier. We appreciate you. <clears throat> um, yes. So last thing on tonight's agenda is SZA's fucking song I hate you now I'm telling you right motherfucking now okay I've been listening to this bitch for the last three days straight and I mean straight okay this girl has really had me just up in the house like I hate you because honestly like why not um And that's honestly something that's been really therapeutic simply because my sisters and I grew up in a very Christian household. And so the idea of being able to hate someone, um, I would say it never really was offered. Um, It was never really an option to allow us to say in its genuineness and its entirety, like, I fucking hate this person. And, you know, being that, you know, real, you talked about it a little bit last week, how mommy has this like innate nature to just positive or positive, whatever, positive everything that we do or everything that happens or, you know, tell us that you know we can get over things and to an extent I believe um but I believe because of the Christianity and basically just this false idea that everything is positive and peaches and rainbows even in the midst of struggle I honestly think is utter bullcrap like things are going to be shitty and let them be fucking shitty like let us have a moment to think the shit is fucking trash okay because until I get to actually deal with that neurobiological thing that happens when my brain releases chemicals when I come across a bitch that I should have slapped I need that second to think hmm slapping that bitch would have been real instant gratification you know so because of just growing up like that and kind of having to learn to navigate spaces without being able to tap into the full range of our emotions simply because the idea of christianity uh or how a good christian is supposed to behave act and think 
um, this song was really therapeutic for me. And I want to go through some of the lyrics and personally relate them to myself without getting too, like, personal. Um, not even too personal, because what the fuck is that? You guys know I tell my business, like, who gives a fuck? But um, but without going too much into being like, oh, this is another episode of talking about how my ex did me dirty. We know that bitch did me dirty. It's neither here nor there. The shit happened. What the fuck we gonna do now? Um, but anyway, you know, what are we gonna do now? The bitch already did what she did. Good, fuck it. <laughs> like, that's where they at. That's where they at. Um, but I'm trying to play it and pull up the lyrics, but okay. Um, but you know, me and technology, we're not friends like that. I definitely struggle with knowing how to navigate this shit. Okay, well, it won't let me. So let me just pull up the lyrics on my phone. Um, I'm better at that, and I want you. I want you all to. <clears throat> I want you all to hear, or not hear, but I'll, I'll play it a little bit in the background. Um, where is it? Okay, so basically, the song essentially starts out with her kind of just, you know, this, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is post-relationship for them. You know, one of the first things she says is, I be so sick of you niggas, y'all contradicting, I be so bored with myself, can you come and fuck me? That is such a, like, real line to me, because it's that thing when you first break up with someone and even though you know you was right for breaking up with this person or that you're right not together, it's like, but damn, do I want new coochie or do I just want to deal with you? Because at this point, we already know we the vibes as far as it goes. But at the same time, like, your ass just can't get it together, you know? Um, so I, I really, I really fucked with that, okay? Um, and then the part where she says... I've been up, baby. This is the chorus. Heavy reminiscing, heavy on you missing. Wish it was different than what it was. Lost in the lie of us. Lost ain't no finding us. Um, that definitely speaks to how I've been feeling now, like about my ex. Like, you know, there was days where I was just sitting there like, wow, like we ain't together no more. Like that's three years just gone, like erased, like. And the line lost in the lie of us really being having to address like, I ha did I really know this person? Did I really see them for who they were? Or did I just see what I saw and put my own definition on it? Did I make my own reality of what was going on? After a while, what did I believe? What was I looking at? Like, and then the ain't no finding us. It's like, was there a, a like, at some point, what was the us? Because if the us was just me living in La La Land being like, yeah, like we communicate, we go to therapy, we talk, we love each other. Yeah, but like the foundation, the foundation was cracked, sis. And it was cracked for a while. And you knew that. But hey, you know, so I'm dead. That not that that's good being in a relationship. It really doesn't matter about the length, Xavier. It's more about the quality. And for the first year, I would say the quality was a one. Chef's kiss. Around year two and three, that's when Bing Bong should have been happening, cause that's when the shit was getting out of control. But of course, when you are raised 
to think that love is contingent upon just you being there and consistently pushing and pushing and pushing or giving yourself to someone that's not that's not full love that that's that's partial love and it's not healthy and you cannot sustain a relationship on that kind of love um and my favorite part favorite 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 part of the chorus is shitty of you to make me feel just like this what would what i would do to make you feel just like this and if you're wondering if i hate you i do that's literally my favorite part because i've actually don't think i've ever said that i hate my ex and i don't even know if i would necessarily say even now that i hate her but it's also I more just feel like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> like, that ass fuck you. Like, I don't even necessarily feel like I have to hate her. Her whore, that's a different story. But her, you know, I don't even, actually, no, I don't even hate her because I don't have the energy to hate her. It's that just, just on-site type energy for her. Like, it, it, it's not even, it's not even hate. It's on-site energy. Like, I don't fuck with you. I never will. Like, that's bing bong energy right there like bitch please don't ever cross me because we're gonna have a problem (laughs) like that's all i'm gonna say about that because i I don't i don't need to give too too much energy to that but that that was really it for me you know the if you wondering if i hate you i do and then the fuck you on the second one that's really how it is it's like fuck you fuck your whole life Fuck everything you fake at. Like, fuck all of it. Fuck all of y'all. Suck my dick. Like, that's really how I feel. Um, So that's my fucking song. I love the song. I'm going to play it for y'all right now um, because I love this song. And Rio has not heard it in its entirety. If y'all have not heard this song, I'm really confused as to how. I'm uh, busy. I got to work. Shit. I feel like if you haven't heard this song, you don't love yourself. Please. I don't have I'm not I haven't been in a relationship in like six years, man. You don't and gotta I, be in a relationship to feel the vibes. I mean it's I feel SZA. Like, I I mean I love SZA. is my bitch. I listen to exactly. most Exactly. I listen so, to her entire album. But I mean like I get the lyrics. I do, like genuinely I do, because honestly it reminded me of my ex. And he did me whoo child. Let me tell you. Okay, so I, we we met in high school, and we were dating for like a year or two. This man don't know how to slang no dick. Didn't really oh have one. God. Um, <sighs> this motherfucker. I was really at my wit's end, and I was really about to end our relationship. But the icing on the cake was when I found out that this nigga not only had one, not two, not three, but four children with two different women in was fucking with me on the, at the same time. And I didn't find out until them bitches hit my line and showed up at my job. And I was like, no, I'm fucking done with you. You really you really didn't appreciate me. You weren't nice to me. You treated me like a hole. And I stayed with you because I thought that that's what dating was. I thought that you, you're supposed to stick it out and deal with this shit forever. Wait, and- hold on, bitch. <laughs> hold on. What? You said four kids and you was a high school hustler. I need this time because no, okay, that don't make no okay. damn sense. After I graduated, I found out. So when wait, so how what what's the timeline? When did you link up? So like- we, I met him in my junior year of high school. Yes, because mm-hmm. I didn't go to the new school until yeah, I didn't go to the new school until like 
it's four years ago. Um, but I was like a year in. I was I had spent two years there, junior year. We 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 hung out a little bit, I guess. We were in like because I skipped class a lot, and I would just hang out in my teacher's room, and then we hung out there, and then, you know, we hit it off or whatever, and I slept with him. Yeah. Um, Wait. So and, how old would you? How old was you? I was seventeen. No, I was sixteen. And how old was he? He was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, I do not listen. Dating was the last thing on my mind. Okay, was, hold on. So he was sixteen, you were seventeen. So how? I don't understand these kids. How you got four kids? I mean, I know dudes. I live but like, I lived Ash- in Ashburn, Virginia. I didn't know most of the people in here. I didn't even know what he oh, really this did was when he was in Whitesville. Yes. And, and was he Caucasian? He's mixed. With Caucasian? I think so. He was like oh, Hispanic, hell. Hispanic and white. I don't remember. I oh, think hell. so. But yeah, we were in high school. We we dated for like two years, and then we graduated. I was like third year. We stayed together, and then that was like the last year I wanted to be with him because I was homeless and his ass didn't want me over there because he was cheating. And but they, how he got time to have four kids? I'm confused. I literally, you know how you know how you hear them stories. I used to hear stories all the time when I was growing up because when I was in placement. I, every every nigga in placement had a kid, and there was literally a girl that came to school. She literally passed out in school, had to be rushed to the hospital, found out she was pregnant, and came back to school. And she was pregnant the whole year. She even invited me to her baby shower. I was like, "Yo, the what girl the that was pregnant by the dude you was fucking with." No, I'm talking about. I'm basically explaining how this shit happens all the time. Oh, okay, okay. Well, well, I like, don't care about that. I care about your story specifically. I don't know. These bitches came to me. I, cause I don't, I don't be researching people like that. They came to you as a woman. (laughs) It was just the fact that he Ah! was a fucking snake. Like, can I just say, y'all bitches gotta stop doing that. That whole I'm coming to you as a woman thing. It don't make no sense. If the nigga is cheating and that's what he wanna do, bitch, don't come to me. Go to that nigga. I don't give a fuck. I don't wanna be a part of it. Fuck y'all. Like, if that's the case, you need to go to him and tell him that he nasty and that he dusty and that you was through and through. You don't need to come to me and talk about some yo nigga in my girl. Leave it at the dough. I, I don't care. I literally didn't even really talk to them that much because I was like, no, y'all not about to fucking come at me about this nigga. This fucking nigga right here. This fool? Really? Him? This fool here? He's gonna press <laughs> me about him? He's Hang a fuck- the hot dogs that he put in my fridge. I don't want them. <laughs> He's a fucking four at best. Like, please, bitch. Miss Mm-mm. me with it. But they came this to me. Us. No free girls on this court. <laughs> Like, hello, and I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. Like, hello. But okay. it was like, but I understand because he never treated me like I was important. You know, he would literally only call me to fuck. Like, let me tell you, after I got hurt, um, you took a car accident? My, yes, after I got my accident, I was in the fucking hospital. I had come out the hospital, still arm broken, literally a day after. He was like, oh, what you doing? I'm like, I'm in bed. I'm chilling. I just got into a car accident. He's like, oh, damn, that's tough. So when will you be able to get out of the hospital? I'm like, bitch, what? 
And I was like, what are you saying? He's like, oh, when we go. He's going to stick their dick in your cast. Like, he was literally like, he was literally like, when your surgery day, I'll pick you up. You can come over. We can get a hotel or whatever. I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Yo, baby. And I was. I'll hold your arm up for you. You don't got to do nothing. And if I wasn't high on perks, (laughs) if I wasn't high on Percocets, I would have broke up with his ass. Because I'm like, you really... I am broken in two. Mm-hmm. All you want is this pussy, bitch. You could die. Um, but you know, I just that that part really was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm leaving this motherfucker after I graduate. I can't, I can't be bothered. Is in the background. I heard. Listen, and it just really that I I've only had two major relationships in my life: him and some other nigga I don't remember. But. Uh-huh. It it let let me know that yeah nah this shit is not this shit is for the birds. I'm not gonna sit here and be with you and you're not even trying to build me up and the only time you wanna see me is when you horny. Fuck you. Right. Because I'm a good I'm a good ass woman. Right. One thing I am is a good ass woman. And you tell him Rio. I'll be damned if you're gonna sit here and string me along only to find out that you cutting up, you doing all this shit, and I'm being the one that's, that's you know, right. trying to hold the relationship together. We ain't gonna so, be fuck, yeah. here giving out that good head when you Literally. out here fucking bitches for the oh, free free. Oh my god. This but hold on, because this could go into 100 years and we don't got time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go um, ahead. So, that's a good topic to talk about, because talking about booty calls and when are they appropriate and how do we offer them and how do we because you know I, at one point in my life I was down to text a nigga like yo what are you doing you trying to come sling that dang okay and then Listen, kick you I was fucking okay but I was fucking <laughs> I'm dead so but we got to talk about the double standard and when is it appropriate and how do we approach it and and I sometimes I don't even like the word double standard because I'm like is it a double standard because the standards are based off a of history of something. The standards are based somewhere. And if one person has always had the upper hand, is it really a double standard? Or do you just not like that it has to be applicable to you now? So that's all stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to write about it. You know, Rio and I will be back. But we're going to hit you with this song real quick. And then we're going ta- to say our last thoughts about the show tonight. We're gonna say our highs and lows for our week to come. We're gonna what we're looking most forward to and what was a low of our week. So we're gonna talk about something we didn't like and talk about something we look forward to. Well not talk about it, but you know what I'm saying. But let's get into this song real quick and then we'll do that and then we will be back next week. I guess the song was kind of over before it even started because I was playing it that whole time. But that is the whole point of a show because y'all ain't need to hear that whole song after. Y'all can listen to this yourself. But, um, okay. This has been a great episode. My heart is so full. Thank you to everyone who has listened today. 
I am literally ecstatic right now. You got y'all have just blessed my life. I appreciate the conversation. Hopefully next time people actually want to talk because you are able to come in here and also share your thoughts vocally as well. For those for the nine guests I have that are here that don't have an account but are listening, I love you. Besos, 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 besitos, everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Make an account because I want y'all to be able to talk. Um, Yes, shout out to Scorpios, Xavier. We in here. We square. We great. We all that. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Rio, I want you to give us one thing that was kind of like, eh, about your week. And one thing that you're looking forward to for your week to come. Um, well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you a little background. I work with children. I'm a child care. I'm a teacher. Um, and uh, one of my coworkers has COVID, and I've been, Ooh. I've had to combine classes, and I already have um, six kids I deal with, and. I have taken eight more, so I had like 15, 16 kids today and yesterday and on Monday. So this week has just been, you know, kicking my ass. But um, I'm honestly looking forward to seeing my children um, and getting in my fucking bed and staying in my fucking bed because the weekend is one day away, bitch. And no, you won't hear shit from me. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm done. Heard that. You in and you done for the week. And I appreciate and respect that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, We hope you get your lessons plans done. I haven't been a teacher, so I don't know how stressful that could be. So kudos to you. You out here, you doing it. Um, And that's great. My week, I would say a low. I don't know. I've had a, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not thinking about. I don't know. The a low is I'm currently looking for a roommate because my rent is out of control and I just can't float it by myself no more. I have to get somebody in this room. So if anybody knows someone who needs an apartment in Oakland, who uh, don't mind cats, who don't mind me walking around the house butt naked, who's a queer person of color, who don't got no drama, hit me up. Um, my Instagram is Lavina, L-A-V-I-N-E-H, or GoJoy, G-O-J-O-I-E-E. Um, but hit me up. Let me know if you need a spot, because we got to figure some shit out. Um, and my high for this, for next week, honestly, I'm just looking forward to recording another episode. Like, I feel like today was dope. I like the questions. I like the comments. Um, I like the vibes. Um, I appreciate all my friends and family who came to listen and for all my friends, consistent encouragement. Thank you to my sister for coming on with me. Um, essentially Rio's probably going to be here as often as she can. Um, the plan is to hopefully co-host, um, but of course I'll have individual episodes as well. Cause you know, sometimes I just need my space to be my space. Um, but definitely Rio will be here as many times as she can be. And hopefully every week I can also have another family member or someone else also co-host. But yes, um, I can't wait for next week. I can't wait to curate what we're going to talk about um, and get more into my psyche and things I'm thinking that I need to uncouple or deconstruct. Um, But yeah, I fucks with y'all heavy. 
I appreciate y'all. I'm about hungrier than a bitch right now. So I'm about to get the fuck up and go look what's in my fucking kitchen. Um, <clears throat> but thank y'all so much. Can't wait to see y'all again. Rio, is there anything else you want to say or yada yada before we get up on out of here? Um, no, I just want to say thank you for having me. I'll be over here helping you out. You know, I love when we talk. You know, love when you call me because, you know, I'm always forgetting to call you. <laughs> it's fine. We are but, on the other sides of the world right now. Listen. It's oh, it's midnight over here. Shit, I should be in bed, but I still. Oh like, shit, you finna go to bed? Cause I was finna call you. I know. I gotta no. I gotta finish these plans. So you can call okay, me. Okay, I'll let you finish your plans. It's alright. I'll call you tomorrow. All right, but thank you. I had a lot of fun. I had a good time talking. Um, and I'm ex- I'm also excited for the next episode. Um, yes, add me, add me on Instagram, y'all, at GoJoy, G-O-J-O-I-E-E. I'm going to put a poll up on what y'all want to talk about because we can either talk about ugly, we can talk about uh, the white supremacy. I mean, they, they interconnect. So, again, we have options. So, ugly with white supremacy or booty calls and uh, 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 the context in which it is given. So well, I'm gonna post that on Instagram, and I'm gonna ask y'all what y'all want to talk about next week. So don't forget, okay? I'm gonna remind y'all. Uh, so Xavier, on my Instagram, Xavier asked where your podcast was. Oh, my podcast is on Spotify and Anchor. So all of that is connected with Spotify. So those are the two places they are right now. I'm trying to figure out how to get it on iTunes. I genuinely do not know how that works. So can't help you there at the moment. But yeah, so Anchor and Spotify is currently where my podcast lives. Um, so yes, please, please go and stream that. Um, hopefully one day we'll start video recording it because I'll be acting a damn fool. Um, but yes, please go follow our Instagram. Oh, follow Reels. It's, oh, I don't know if you want people to follow your Instagram, but follow my Instagram, Reel. If you want them to follow your Instagram, let them know what your Instagram is. And um, I actually have to look up the name really quick because it's so complicated. I don't even remember. Uh, it's realsucks.exe. R-E-O-S-U-X-S dot E-X-E. Okay, well, we're going to put that on the Instagram post because... I, Lord knows I don't even remember that. But yes, go ahead and find her, find me, find yourself, live your best motherfucking life. And we appreciate y'all. And we will see y'all on the next one. We're going to close out with some scissor again, because that's the home. Mm. Get into it. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all. Take your ass to bed. Oh, get you some head. <laughs> what? What? Um. Thank you, Xavier. We appreciate you. Drink your water this week. Meditate. All that good stuff. Uh-huh. Hey, Goku. Hit it one time.
And if you're wondering if I hate you, I do. Every job that fired you, every bitch that told you no, at least the, in a rude way, not the ones that were saying no to consent. No permission, bitch. Y'all have a blessed and beautiful night. That's my girl, SZA. I hate you on all platforms right now. Go stream her shit. And I love y'all. I see you on the next one. Bye.